despair. Run, you stupid piece of shit. Okay. Hit the theme music. No response. I I got nothing in response. (laughs) Come on. No, it's gold. Uh, I looked up, okay, for the listener's sake, I, I looked up famous, uh, favorite uh, Geralt lines. Off Goodreads? Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, it was, on, it was on Reddit. Even better. Sure. Uh, a more uh, uh, humorful uh, place to be. A more humorful? Um, I was actually going to do the uh, song from the TV show The Witcher, not to get too far ahead. Sure. But uh, the, toss a coin to the Witcher, oh, Valley of Plenty. No, mm-hmm. you just, you heard it. It was at the end of the second episode. I know. All right. But uh, then I was uh, too embarrassed to sing. Mm. Welcome, dear listener readers, <laughs> to Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by books. Here, the conversation's always on reading. It's always on literature. It's always on top gouts. It's always on sci-fi fantasy. It's always on radio. It's always on westerns disguised as something else. It's always on Polish descriptions of how to pronounce words. It's always on authors who have very little information that are available to research. It's also it's always on hunchbacks. It's it's always on Trolls. It's always on Trolls starring Justin Timberlake. All right. I think we've hit a wall there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Hello, Ga- everyone. Gabriel. Hi. Who and what are you? Hello, listeners. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a podcast producer. I am also a writer. And if you find me on these random, cool um, Los Angeles nights, you might find me tending the bar. Oh. Co-host. Yes. I am Daniel Gonzalez. Hello, I'm Daniel. an audio producer, editor, writer, and an author. Of note. Of note. Uh, and that's, this is the end of the show. <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. Everyone. Merry Christmas. No, um, all right. No, no, this is the, this is the show we do called Slow Readers. Yeah, and we've brought, we're, we're coming back to one of Come our favorite sub-series. Coming in hot. It's called Bewitchered. Bewitchered. I straight up forgot it was called that until you just, you led me into that. Yes. Um, wow. Somehow it's, I knew you would. It's been a long ass time. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it, it cause, uh, the last time, okay, so we have a sub-series called The Witcher. Bewitchered. We cover. Bewitchered. Uh, uh, we covered the uh, the fantasy series, uh, the witch, the Witcher series, I guess. By Andrei by Sapkowski. Andrei Sapkowski. Are we sure that's how that's pronounced? Andrei? I spent like twenty minutes looking it up. It's Andrei Sapkowski. Sapkowski. Yes. That's if you want to, if you want to be appropriate, we'll call him Sapkowski because we're Americans. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so like. Uh, what? Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I completely I lost like, train, of train of thought, like, fly away from you. Uh, no, no, no. So, like, before... You we... fell underneath the tracks. You shouted, forgive me. <laughs> yes. Before time sits still. The last time we did this, uh, we, uh, we covered the first novel. Yeah. Uh, which was The Blood of Elves. Blood of Elves. Blood of Elves, not The Blood of Elves. It's Blood of Elves. Uh, but before that, we actually covered these short stories from The Last Wish. Yeah, this very collection. Which is chronologically the stuff that happens before anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can get into this a little bit. But uh, but yeah, uh, we discovered that... Well, first off, we really like these stories. Yeah, um, well, we really like The Witcher 3. Yeah, we, really, we both played The Witcher 3 video game, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably how most uh, Americans have discovered the the witcher series yeah i've probably played it for close to 100 hours and i haven't even barely finished a plot yet yeah there i've uh i've i've beaten the main plot um i've beaten the one dlc and i'm i started the second one there's no reason that i haven't gotten back to it other than just laziness yeah or if you're like me um uh you bit off more than you could chew something killed you and you realize you hadn't saved in about 30 minutes and then you're like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come back to this <laughs> hey, hey. 
That's good. Good times. Yeah. Um, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we discovered like the last four times we talked about Sepkowski. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot to research, but no, I have some info though. Regardless, Gabriel, lay us lay lay on us some Andre Sepkowski uh, info. <laughs> that took a minute. Yeah. All right. So Andrzej Sapkowski, he was born in Lodz, Poland on June 21st, 1948. Mm. He's 71 years old. He's an old bastard. For some reason, I thought he was younger than that. Old nerdy man. I was imagining like, like a nerdy dude in like a like a, like a a turtleneck sweater. So he's sweater. like 70, right? He's 71 years old. So he was around 40 when he first uh, was started publishing Witcher. Yes, indeed. The yeah. very first Witcher story is published in a magazine, Fantastica, in mm. Poland. What does that it, mean? It means I'm uh, anal beads. Okay. Makes sense. Yes. It won third prize in 1986 as the first time it published. He had actually studied economics in the University of Lodz, and he was a senior sales representative for a foreign trade company. <laughs> okay. He also started out writing because he was translating science fiction before he wrote The Witcher Story. Mm-hmm. He kind of wrote it like as a, like on a whim, and he just wanted to see if he could do it. Like He was like, I'm a good salesman. I know marketing. Let's see if I can upsell my own story really well. And hey, it must have worked. Which, you know, that's kind of the, uh, the, 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 the story and strength behind James Patterson. He was an ad man. Mm. And then he got into fiction and so a lot of what he writes how he writes yeah. and whatnot he knows what sells and goes for it yeah that's that's yeah makes sense so that first selection first collection came out in 1990 as just called the witcher mm-hmm. but you know it gained in popularity and eventually became the last witch collection which we have right in front of us yes last wish not last witch last witch i have some gum in my ah! my god go ahead so, um, here's let's talk about like the stuff that's new to happen right now i basically copied this straight up from the uh Dumb old Wikipedia. My, my iPad Dumb old Wikipedia? Correct. With the app that can't fucking work because the yeah. goddamn thing isn't... <laughs> keeps on spinning around and blocking up most of the text. I have so many times that happens with me and yeah, my iPhone. Pretty much. So, um, we all know that there was a new TV show, The Witcher, that came out. What channel is it on? It's on the Netflix, also known as PBS. <laughs> okay. So, the video games came out prior. Witcher 3 was a huge smashing success. Success. Smashing success? Smashing success. <laughs> Sean Connery. What are you, me? Yeah, God, this is my stupid fucking iPad keeps on spinning. Okay. It's Whack. Like, it's like the plane in Here airplane. Here we go. Yes. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, in October 2018, Sapkowski suddenly finally decided, hey, I should really be making money off of these video games mm-hmm. because he had previously sold the rights to CD Projekt Red, mm-hmm. CD Projekt, for like a lump sum, being like, these are not going to succeed ever. Yeah. And boy, was he wrong. So, basically, uh, yeah, he kind of, well, he was demanded to be paid more money. He wanted, like, $15 million or some... Policia! Policia! They're coming for us! Grab the Armas! Oh, anyway. Right, went. All right. Yeah. That was fast. So, he demanded about 5 to 15% of the game's profits. Mm-hmm. City Project was like, dude, you, we, like offered you this like twice and now that it's popular you want your money mm. like we made a deal you didn't want it and he's like but i want it now i'm changing the deal and they finally settled this year he's going to be making more money off the games and the tv show etc so Sapkowski, at the ripe sexy young age of 71 mm-hmm. is making all that money it's finally and that's that's hashtag life of a writer mm-hmm. um but no uh yeah no i've heard about this too there's a couple really fun things about that one uh the idea that I remember before it was a bit like um, like James Elroy with LA Confidential or uh, Chuck Palahniuk with like Fight Club where like every time someone was just like, oh, I really love the movie. And the person's just like, cool. Did you read any of the books? Uh-huh. No. And it's like, 
Well, you didn't help me any. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but I knew I do remember that uh, when uh, 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 former disgraced president Barack Hussein Obama. Oh, that guy. That guy. That guy. But uh, when he visited Poland uh, in like the, 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 the like the cultural basket that they gave him mm-hmm. included a copy of this book. Oh, you know, it's, which is pretty it's, cool. It's a phenomenon in like in Poland. It's like he's like the Stephen King of Poland. Yeah. I think he's, he's ju- hot fucking shit, bro. Yeah, totally. And um, I was gonna say something else. Oh, the good news is that like, because uh, I, I think that was re- that was announced very recently that like he's that I think this thing that you said that came out in twenty eighteen. You said, oh, mo- that that thing that you just read. Well, no, he initially started asking for the money in okay. twenty eighteen. Recently, and I think it was I think it was December twenty nineteen. Yeah, where it, just it was happened. where it was announced that like he has a much better deal on like like the license for The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, the other good news is that that means more Witcher games. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was always kind of murky. I, I, I'm sure. I don't know if you were curious about that game. I was wondering. Yeah, like because it's like so. Is the third like the last one? And CD Projekt Red would be like, the last one we'll be making for a while. Uh-huh. And you're just like, oh, are you making more? And they say the last Check one we'll be out. making in a while. Cyberpunk. <laughs> hey, Isn't this neat? Here's Cyberpunk, and you're just like, all right. Wait, fine. what? <laughs> Look, it's Keanu Reeves. And it's like sold. All right. I'm whatever. very excited for Cyberpunk. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah. Any whoozles. So, Obama. <laughs> yeah, that's about all the information yeah. I have on Sapkowski himself. He's an old dude. He, um, uh, apparently, people don't think he's a very nice person, but... Oh, yeah? In person? Yeah, apparently. He shows up at, like, conventions and, like, doesn't want to talk. Eh, eh. I can't but blame him. But that's all I hear say. I can't blame him. Conventions seem, like, horrible. There's, like, a... Yeah, bef- he didn't become an author because he's good at people. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, did, he didn't want to be a writer because he wanted to be in the showbiz, you Exactly. Know? <laughs> Um, but that's cool. All right. So, Gabriel, here's, yeah, an, here's another thing. Why are we going back to the Bewitchered well? Yeah. We're, um, also, we should say we did A Grain of Truth, the third story in the collection of Last Wish. Yes, that's the one we did. Which we is had the, not said yet. As you said, the secondary thing. Yeah. Okay. Gabriel, yeah. why are we going back to the goddamn Witcher? Well, Daniel, it's in the goddamn zeitgeist because oh, Henry Cavill is The Witcher on Netflix's The Witcher. Yeah. The show about The Witcher and Siri a lot. Which is fine. Serial, unfortunately. But also, really much about Yennefer, too. Yennefer, the Vengenberg. The Deuteragonist. Toss a coin to your witcher. I can't do is it. It, it involves too much singing. I, I think, like, like <laughs> I, I like the tune, but I'm not reading it from how you're singing Toss it. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh, valley of plenty. I've, I don't know. No? Okay. No, I noticed you, that. Yeah, like, it seems weird. It gets played throughout the series. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, like, uh, and yeah, I, I think we'll get to, like, the, the actual TV show a little bit later. Um... We're poppycocking around here. Yeah, um, we are uh, fans of the series. Clearly, sort of sub series on it. Last time we did it, we did it with Sean B. Hayes of the Whippin' on podcast. We did um, uh, Blood of Elves with him. Yes, and I I, I, it, I distinctly remember saying it's like I think I'm okay on Witcher for the moment. Like mm-hmm. you know, let's see yeah, we, we, we OD'd on Witcher a little bit, yeah. but now's the time. It's the right time. And uh, I'll get to how I feel Friday about Friday night's a great time for football. some of these stories and whatnot. But Gabriel, yeah, a grain of truth. Yes. Yeah, one second. Let me see these fucking tiles. A, a grain, grain of, truth. of truth. Yes. Yes. A grain of truth. So Gabriel, the mm-hmm. second, the second story, which second uh, third, yes, uh, can you tell us what is the story about? Well, as always, Geralt of Rivia, the Witcher himself, sexy dude, silver sexy hair, dad, sexy dad <laughs> wizard with Jedi powers and awesome swords. Mm-hmm. Um, he happens upon a crime scene i almost said <laughs> he happens upon a grisly murder yeah <laughs> sorry yeah he takes up his sunglasses and calls it a crime scene he happens upon a grisly murder of a man and a woman you dumb fucks don't you realize this is a crime this scene is a crime scene and he traces it to a castle in the woods 
There it is revealed to be a man named Nivellen, Nivellen, who is basically no Beast idea. from Beauty and the Beast. Huh! I didn't get that reference. Oh my god, it's okay. pretty obvious. Yeah. So um, uh, he's um, a beast there. So, so Gabriel, does he basically just like hang around? I forgot the plot of the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. What? What? What is? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, in the original Disney film, what happens is that uh, uh, original Disney film more like the Disney adaptation of the movie. Sure. We, we want to talk about John Cocteau. Yeah, fuck yeah, I love that movie. I mean, that one's more accurate. It's about you know the basic story being well, the Beast. The original story is that a merchant has like a bunch of daughters, and the purest one only wants a rose back from his travels. So the merchant goes off to his travels, and he and like to get shelter, he comes upon a castle, uh-huh. and he steals a single rose. The master of the castle, who is a a beast. Like, like a nobleman beast yeah. um, imprisons him <clears throat> and when Beauty comes to go save him that she trades places with the dad now hold on a second but what's the what's the plot of the Disney movie though um it's basically that the is new... it because I don't remember the beginning at all oh the, uh, the original Disney animated film yeah um, the 90... Belle is a girl who likes books 92 92 fuck uh, I think no four. 92 <laughs> no, probably, uh, like we're just like no it's 94 and we na- no, it's, named it's 92 it. Aladdin's 93 and King's 94 you know what the shocking thing is we watched a documentary on this not a few days yeah, ago yeah we did that and I think first off I think Beauty and the Beast came first because uh, what that one guy was was on his deathbed and yeah. basically Howard being, Ashman yeah he was on his deathbed and I think Aladdin came after that yes yeah, anyway. Beauty and the Beast Aladdin but Lion King the crazy thing is that not that they're that they happened so long ago but actually they happened so recent like I feel like those yeah. are like legendary movies at this point I mean I don't know like well Daniel that was almost 30 years ago huh yes <laughs> okay that's a good point yeah that's not that recent that well, was 30 years what ago what is it 2020 it's 2020 Daniel hey, yeah 420 yeah, yeah is this the I first like official episode know. of 2020 yeah that's true yeah. welcome to 2020 everybody 420 420 all of April yeah. Daniel and I don't smoke we don't like we it. smoke so much I have gummies but I barely touch them we smoke drugs it's legal here so I really guess I might as well yeah I mean here it's not illegal, an illegal substance it's not a controlled substance yeah that's probably why I never liked it in, in the east coast yeah. anyway so okay so, so which yeah which question so, should I answer what's the, what's the Disney film about <laughs> you asked me several I asked you 20 questions I answer them in order from memory go okay so Beating the Beast the actual animated film Belle is a girl in like 17th century France she likes reading her father's an inventor the father goes off to sell his wares he ends up at a castle during a storm uh-huh. and then he just because he trespasses into the castle the beast captures him um, Belle goes looking for him because the horse is like oh we and Winnie he's been taken so okay. he goes to the castle and she trades like um uh, the beast is like your father's not my prisoner for like trespassing on my castle uh-huh. um she trades places with him being like keep me instead let my father go the father's like oh he runs home so mm. the beast um uh you know his whole thing is that he was cursed by a witch because he was cruel and he has until a rose dies to find someone who love him okay and so he um he, uh, that, the beast right. and all of his uh living staff decide to try to get bill like bell to love him Okay, okay. And that's pretty much so it. That's, that's Gaston. But that's, and obviously that's that's not like the most like, re- I want to say, no, it probably is. It, it is the most revered, well-known, popular version of the story. When you say Beauty and the Beast, people think of the, the Disney film. early 90s. Yeah, the 92 uh, Disney film. Yeah, okay. It's 92. All right. Uh, the Disney film and whatnot. Like, uh, the but some people will also say that they, that there is in fact uh, the, the, the 42. Two ish, cocktail film is also yeah, very good. Jean Cocteau. 
Yeah. Which, God, what a beautiful movie. Which is, yeah, no, I, I love, with a capital L, that movie. Yeah, that it's, is, that it's is so beautiful. good. Uh, primarily, the, the thing is not just like the, the stunning, uh, uh, like special effects that are like so yeah. practical. And oh, you like, I love the, the hands holding the candelabras. Yeah, no, it's like that. And like, um, but like I, that, especially like that one shot where like beauty, like, goes through like a portal Mm -hmm. and it's such like a simple practical effect but when it happens you just go (gasps) yeah like wow that thing's great guys seriously check it out yeah it's a great movie best thing criterion best thing about it though uh the characters of beauty and beasts and that those are they're so fucking cool yeah i I really love them all right it's a good time so gabriel um, back to what the story's about what i was gonna say is that uh so right now we're gonna spoil kind of like what happens because a lot of the witcher is about like kind of like subverting like how you expect things to happen yeah Uh, in this particular instance very much it's subverting a fairy tale it's taking it has a very witchery kind of take on something how does this differ especially like the beast in particular how does beast differ from the the way the, how we think the Beauty and the Beast story goes. Well, first of all, um, the Beast and Geralt um quickly form a kind of antagonistic kind of host and guest kind of relationship, mm-hmm. where um they parlay, they have dinner together, and um Geralt asks him questions about like his life and gets his life story about how as a beast, you know, he became a beast because he and his band of brigands raped a priestess, mm-hmm. which is just yeah okay. So that's good to know that the beast was a rapist. Well, he was a, a boy forced one by like boy, like other goons. But yeah, he was still not cool. Part of a yeah, part of like a, a like a gang, gang of robbers. Of, of robbers essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I glossed over this. Um, so his family only has a ton of money because they're robbers. Yes. Okay. Um, so like essentially like he was and has a family of like degenerates and scumbags. Like that's yes. that's what they are. They they and they have tons of money because they got away for it for so long. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, uh, it turns out that he became a beast, and he got into this strange habit. Um, based off that very first time, a merchant came to steal a rose, mm-hmm. and when the beast like <laughs> took him, it kidnaps him, like. It's they, really funny. They strike a about deal this, yeah. where it's like, okay, you can go, you and your daughter, it's fine. I don't care. Here, take some gold. You seem like nice people, and it starts becoming this thing where the people of the village realize they can bring their daughters for to live with the beast for a year in exchange for money. Yeah, and like the beast and the women have nice times. They yeah. some, some of them they they bang, they chill out, they eat. I love. The way Sapkowski does, like, like the women's in his story. The women's. The women's. The women's. You love the way the Sapkowski does the women's. But, uh, you no, sound t- like a character in The Witcher, like, in a pub. <laughs> yeah. Oi, Witcher! But no. You're like, here to take our women's? E- even, like, the women who are, like... I mean, generally, like, this is, like, a real throwaway thing. It's like, oh, some hot babe gets dropped off at a beast and they fuck, whatever. Yeah. But in this, like, the women are also rapscallions, you know? Yeah. Like, the, Everyone's the, out for something and everyone has something they want. It, it, it the, Like, it's kind of like uh, the way he, he depicts sexuality, where it's like, women love to fuck. It's transactional. Yeah. In the sense of people... It's, ha- it's both ways. People like it, people don't like it. Both ways, yeah. People... Oh, women fuck for pleasure. Yeah. And it's, and it's like... And it, it, yeah, it, it, it's they pretty. They do. <laughs> Have you heard of it? My God. Um, but uh, it's a brand new world. But uh, like, I love this. St- I love that that first thing where like the first woman who I think stayed with Beast and whatnot, uh, she would get on top of him naked, and they would they would charge like tr- trespassers on the property. She would be riding him. He would be charging, and she'd be like blowing like a hunting horn or a hun- yeah, hunters. yeah, yeah. And like they would just scare people like that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they, they had fun. Yeah, it, it, that's like that's like the real joy I have behind like so much of like yeah. the- so paints very very fun imagery with fantastical images that are yeah. like that are that should be scarier more symbolic mm. he has a lot of fun of them yeah that's uh yeah, yeah. I, I, it's something that americans don't really do as much especially because of especially in terms of our view of uh, sexuality yeah um which is it's an interesting 
thing to look at it where maybe for Europeans it's less like unique whereas here we're just like <gasps> oh my this god this is so smart <laughs> oh my god women love sex but Gabriel yes so yeah what happens then in the story so eventually the beast starts to get kind of like wary of the game he just becomes more and more secluded <laughs> a little bit it's a book of the game <laughs> yes it's a book of the game by Neil Strauss <laughs> yeah. which I read by the way oh how was yeah. it did it have a happy ending it does actually. That wasn't a. That wasn't a. Yeah. Um, no. There's also a narrative in it. It's one of the dorkiest things I've ever read in my life. But, <laughs> like, uh, honestly, the only the game for this show, uh, it's it's <laughs> it's very very worthy of mockery. Uh, you would like it's it's funny now. I mean, look, it's it's a conversation piece, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, think it'd be very funny. All right, no, I, I'd totally be down for Let's it. Let's do it. I right. gave my copy to Eve because so, I I'm, thought it'd be funny. I'm gonna be so embarrassed. Let's get a used copy of it. I'm sure it's super. Yeah, cheap. I bought a used copy online a couple of years ago. I'm not gonna get curious. it from Elliot. I'm gonna be so embarrassed getting that. I highly doubt. I'm already embarrassed getting so many fucking Faulkner books. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you're in Los Angeles, check out the Iliad Bookshop on. <clears throat> Coenga and Chandler. Yeah, get it. You can get a, a mass paperback edition of In Cold Blood that has the cover of like like an early 90s like John Grisham poli- book? political thriller. Yeah, yeah it's pretty <laughs> rad. Also, yeah. they have a lot of collections of classic Uncle Scrooge comics. Anyway. Mm. And you can get a ton. You can get all the copy used copies of Raise High the Roof Beam Carpenters. Yeah, there. a lot of there's a There's a ton. Fucking ocean. Oh, you want more here? No, I was putting it away. But okay. if you want to give me more, I'll take more. I'm giving you more. Sucky. Sucky. Anyway. So um, uh, by the time Geralt's hanging out with the, with the beast. Beast. is like, um, yeah, man. So that's my story. Geralt's like, so do you have a, just just asking, curiosity, do you have a girl for you here now? And Beast is like, how fucking dare you I do? Beast is like, you know I do. You know I do, dude. Uh, because uh, before he even gets, uh, before he even meets Beast, he actually sees like, like a strange girl who's like in like a, like a loose fitting, like white shirt who like runs away. Like a white away. dress. So like, like doesn't say anything. Ominous dark hair. Very ominous. Strange very, facial features. Very strange. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Beast yeah. is like, yeah, dude, yeah, you do. know it. So, um, uh, and then he sends Geralt on his way. They leave like amicably. Geralt's like, all right, peace be with you, bro. And Beast is May like. May the force be with you, bro. <laughs> and Beast is like, yo, um, smell you later. <laughs> so, uh, Geralt continues on his way. And then it occurs to him that Roach was acting really, Roach's horse was acting Roach, really weird. Geralt's horse. Yes. Doesn't get enough credit, but yeah. He really never does. She never does. She never does. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good point. So Geralt realizes what Roach is trying to tell him. He hurries back and discovers that the girl, the one that the beast is currently harboring, like, you know, they have they have a romance together. Beast loves her. She loves mm-hmm. him. They've been together for a couple of years, I think, yeah, at this point. He, he's very touchy. Even though, like, he's very giving about, like, his back history, he's super touchy whenever he talks about the current woman who's yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he's like, like, he cuts everything short. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. And what happens? So, when Geralt arrives, he sees the girl. Um, Her name is Verena. Yeah. And she is a Mura? A uh, no, a a Brooks Brook Bruxa? Bruxia? Bruxa. He thinks it's a, a Mura. He uh, he mistakes he mistakes it a kind of vampire. A sort of vampire. Like this kind of like mystical vampire type who can be out in sunlight. And as he attacks um uh, Verena, the mm-hmm. Bruxa, who is um who in in a way is causing the the murders in the woods. Yeah, the crime scene he comes the across. The crime scene he comes upon was in fact not beast. While holding a cup of old like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> was not beast. Mm-hmm. It was actually Ver- Verena. What's her name? Verena. Ver- the Bruxa. What's that? What's her name again? The monster. Oh, uh, the Verena. I thought. Verena. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. it? I did get it right the first time. You're no, it sounds the- like a name I just made up. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I said it already. Yeah. No. Ver- yeah. Verena. No. Yes. No. Yeah. I forgot it since then. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, uh, they they fight. Beast joins in, and uh, eventually, um, the beast 
like it's a very very savage fight it's a powerful monster mm-hmm. and eventually the beast stabs her through the heart of like a long wooden pole mm-hmm. um and they during this awful scuffle they come together in an in a way that i wasn't really sure what was happening yeah um basically like so yeah beast stabs her with like this giant pole because um in the fight he was like knocked over this big pile of like timber or whatever mm-hmm. and he grabs one and again, like you kind of, it's never explicitly mentioned, but you can tell Beast, who is a human who has become a monster through a spell, yeah. but is not he a monster. He loves being a monster, but he's like, he, he thinks maybe uh, it would be also good to not be a monster anymore. Yeah, but, uh, but, he is a, but he kind of sees that this woman who he loves, and he can, he already knows that she needs to be stopped in one way or another, mm-hmm. um, is attacking Geralt and basically takes, he, he, we don't even see it. He has a turn and he just basically stabs her through the heart with a pole. Mm-hmm. Her reaction to this is that he, she looks at him and all of a sudden like the monster kind of fades away and becomes very mournful and she starts pulling herself along the pole yes. towards him mm-hmm. uh, and basically it goes to like talking through her mind yes um says something like uh if i can't have you nobody will yes and then like goes to bite him mm-hmm. uh and Geralt at this point reacts and cuts her head off cuts her fucking head off yeah i think uh and then basically and what do you know beast turns into a handsome prince and the funny thing is he was not handsome before yeah he was kind of like a sallow dude. He he was he was a, he was he was a homely guy. He was a homely guy, and now he's a handsome prince. He he was a real kind of like Paul Giamatti. Yeah, and now he's like a Chris Hemsworth, mm. and he's like he's like very unhappy that this happened. He did love that beast, that that monster, vampire yeah, woman. He, he's like in shock after and this. And he's like, Geralt, what happened? I thought this was a curse you can't break. Mm-hmm. And Geralt's like, even fairy tales have a grain of truth. Perhaps it was true love. Yeah, it, it's less whim- Mike drop. It's it's less whimsical more than just like it's it's like where Geralt's like trying to like kind of break it to him very gently, saying it's like yeah we don't know what happened, but like even the sorcerers don't know, but they're always involved some kind of like a, a true love or something like that. Yeah. So it's like it's like really fucking yeah, and then like the story just ends at that line. Yeah. Um, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, in brief, before we Co-host. go on break. Yep. How would you like a grain of truth? Funny thing. So remember when we did um uh lesser evil way back when i believe which is the third story the this. third story yes. the first time we did that um i had already been reading green of truth and i commented to you on it like oh daniel so this is really neat it's being a beast right and you were like i think we're texting you're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> we're not doing that story we're doing the other one I'm yeah like, what? <laughs> all right fine uh you know what? it just hit me because you put it in context i remember what happened yes uh, you, you, like, I was, I, at this point, I read the story, which I believed was the second story in this collection. Yes. And I was like, I really liked it. Um, and you were saying like, no, I, yeah, like the Beauty and the Beast story, right? And I was like, huh? And you're, and you kept going and I was like, yeah. And it took me a moment. Then I was like, no, I read the story called The Lesser Evil. That was a second story because there's no fucking table of contents in this goddamn there's book, not. right? There's not. And it's very annoying. page through it. So. What is this? Fucking, uh, fucking, uh, Mulholland Drive? Exactly. With no fucking chapter titles because David Lynch expects you to watch the entire movie beginning and end, which by I the way. I can't fast forward straight to the lesbian scenes? Is, is a very smart move, David Lynch. Good job. I play. You Actually, played yeah, as well. I but like that. That said. 
I love your movie. Anyway, um, the uh, but no, no. So, so like essentially, I thought I was reading the second story, which was the lesser lesser evil. Yes, but it had been some days since we had finished the first story. So yeah, like I skipped ahead to what I thought was the second chapter, but it was actually the third. I skipped over this like physically. Like, yes. So that's why we didn't fucking read it. Hilarious. <laughs> so, but game. So yeah. yeah so you read so the story. Before. I I, oh, I didn't finish it last time. I got deep enough. Okay. And um, and I. I think we said it last time. I really love these stories. I think the writing itself is good. I'm. It's not. It's nothing. I like. Want to like write a rock song about or anything. Yeah. Like the the prose is fine. I think it's effective and it's it works. It's efficient enough. But the storytelling, the ideas, like I love subverted fairy tales. Mm-hmm. They they bring me a lot of joy. And well, at some point we should do it. Angela Carter's uh, "The Bloody Chamber." I've especially. had a copy for years now. Yeah, same here. It's on the East Coast. I should get it. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Well, grab mine when you're on the East Coast. It's somewhere what? in a you pile. You do? You have one? Okay. Yeah, I have a really nice one too. I'm just gonna break in your house. And your parents are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Oh, they'd be like, "Oh, Daniel." <laughs> Yes. Okay. They have they, they talk like uh, uh uh those aliens at the beginning of Phantom Menace. Correct. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> Probably. Seriously, let's watch Phantom Menace. It's so bad. Um, let's get very drunk for that. All right. I'm fairly anyway, drunk now. Anyway. Um, I I really really like the story a lot. I think you know. Especially now that you finished it. Too. Now that I finished it. Yeah. It's smart and mm. it's sensitive and it's clever and it's ultimately like sentimental when it's also violent. I don't know. It, it has all these elements that I really love. And it's exactly what you see in playing the Witcher games that you get involved in like a, in a, a fucking, Oh, I have to kill a goblin. It turns out the goblin is someone's aborted child, and they've been crying about it for a long time. They're like, "Oh my god!" And instead of killing the child, you have to like bring like the father to the child yeah. to the goblin, and yeah, and you have to then you have a wicked sword fight, and then you put a <laughs> you put a anguished spirit at ease, and like, wow! If you do the quest right, correct in the third one, <laughs> yes. <laughs> at least. No, I'm a, I I I love the series, and I'm very excited to see more of the TV show. Yeah, we'll no. get to that later, though. Yeah, well, Daniel, well. how did you feel about? A grain of truth. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, interesting enough, and I think I'll talk about it then. I was gonna save it for final thoughts, but I think toward, in the fi- in the like the third part of this, I'm gonna I want to talk more about the TV show. Okay. Um, yeah, no, like the one thing that always kind of gets me with these stories is like the the prose, because again, this is written in Polish, translated into English by mm-hmm. some person, by some dude, by some we don't know it's a dude. Could be a lady. I dare you. Could be between. the doctor is a woman. Who knows? Um, but uh, like that joke about a doctor being a woman. Yeah, exactly. You've heard of that. Yeah, but Bob's it's not a joke. <laughs> no, is that is that riddle? Yeah, it's a, it's more of like a yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a riddle. Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. It's a joke. <laughs> you know that joke? <laughs> the joke about that's with the doctor being, being a woman. Women. <laughs> 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 yeah. We're feminists on this show. Yeah. The uh, so you know like um, but like the story like the the pro sometimes fucking annoys me. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like, and we'll get into this more with the game. Um, like by Neil Strauss. It's uh yeah exactly uh. There's a bit of like, there's like poetry kind of missing that isn't connecting through the translation. I'm assuming that like, it'd be crazy. I think a great example would be these, these titles. Yeah. Like a grain of truth. That's, that's your title. What's it? A sword of destiny. That's the vaguest name in the history of fantasy. Blood of elves. Blood of elves. Like, like for example, having known what the Witcher. Was it a time of contempt? There's like a really extremely dumb title. Well, like the, I think blood of elves is kind of like the word. Cause like 
Blood of Elves sounds like the most generic fantasy story you could call anything. Mm-hmm. And like, but it's it's not what you, it's not what, well, like uh, the purpose of a title is supposed to, you get what the kind of story and tone, it's yes. supposed to entice you to something. Yeah, there's a suggestive quality about something. There, there are good titles and there are bad titles. Mm-hmm. And the Irishman. Oddly enough, Blood of, yeah, that's a, right, <laughs> that's a 30 minute conversation. Uh, Blood of Elves, for example, is like, it's actually really smart marketing. It sounds it's like a fantasy smarketing. novel. It's called what? Smarketing. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Uh, there, there's you're a, welcome. You're welcome. Throw send compliments to Gabe at topgallantradio.com for that joke. That's my real email. Go for it. He takes nudes. I do take nudes. Uh, receives them. I mean, not takes. Uh, takes them <laughs> as something else. I take them without your permission. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Uh, but uh, no, no, but but no, no. I'm just saying, like, like I feel like there's something missing. Like, I think if the 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 prose was kind of. I don't know if it's like transliteral or if it's just like kind of like clunky. I wonder. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very, it's it's bare bones, but it's not minimal. It's functional. Yeah. There, that's, that's right. It's word. functional, but not as good as it should be. I wish if the writing was a little bit better, these things would flow. Yeah. Sometimes it takes me a while to read these stories because mm-hmm. like the, because like it's clunky. I, I need to build up steam for but, me because I'll, I'll, yeah. the first like 10 pages of this short story, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um, this is happening, and then next thing I know, I'm done with it because I got engrossed. It's no Raymond Carver. No, it's no Carvero. But uh, but no, so like it. He's not Richard Price. I, I, I do want to say it's no Richard Price. It's no Dick Money. Dick um, Money. But like that's uh, but like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like getting deflated. We we did a chain there. Uh, that's why, like, I remember after reading Blood of Elves, I was kind of like, I'm witchered out because it's like, look, these stories are good and I love them. But like some, like these books are sometimes like, it's like, they're like struggling uphill a little bit, you know? Yeah. So like, I, I kind of want to take it a break. That's what, how I kind of would, I've never been able to express that about these stories a little bit because usually I'm kind of like, uh, spouting about how much i love these stories i love this story this has that this has a great witcher story where it has that great downbeat like tragedy like saga that is contained within a short fiction Mm -hmm. in this like it's like a a new fable told with modern sensibility yeah and it's so fucking good and i love again that essentially these are westerns yeah um but like but i never was able to correctly emphasize how much it's like sometimes the writing is a bit clunky yeah, yeah, that's totally true. That said, I as much I want to talk about this in relation to the TV show that's going on hey. that is very popular in the zeitgeist, but we're going to go on break. Okay. We're going to play a game first, a literary game, including, I'll spoiler, I've got The Witcher. Oh my God. Oxy. And then when we come back, we'll give final thoughts to talk about the TV show, all right? Igni. Gabriel? Yep. Throw us break. Uh, Quan. Quen? Quen. I honestly no idea. <laughs> Quinn. Quinn. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Dear listener readers. What's cracking? Two. Slow readers. <laughs> I meant to do my usual like humming noise, but yeah, instead I, I dropped. I dropped too low. Actually, <laughs> you couldn't hear me. Um, I'm still Gabe. I'm still Daniel. Hi. And this is a show. And Gabriel, this is the part where we play a literary game. We do indeed do. This time in particular, it is a Witcher type game. Cool. Gabriel. Is it The Wild Hunt? No. Okay. Gabriel. Okay. Actually, that's not the title, but because there's a title that works better here. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yep. Uh, we have continued. I just went through a huge spiel mm-hmm. about how much like the like the language that's used kind of like d- comes across as clunky. Yes. And the titles of some of these stories like Blood of Elves, A Time of Contempt. Um, like they, they feel clunky, like either they need like a better translation or like a kind of like 
interpretation of the uh, and sure. translation. You know, but so basically, Gabriel, we're gonna play a game. Okay. And the game is called Yes. Which is the Witcher? Okay. I will name two titles. Sure. One of them is a title of a short story from the Witcher series. Okay. The other is something I pulled out of my ass. Okay, you made it up? I made it up. Sure. Or I got it from another source. Okay. So, Gabriel, are you... There's five questions. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to play Which is the Witcher? I am. First question. Yep. Which of these is the true title? A Stormy Night. Mm. Or... The edge of the world. Hmm. Um, I believe we talked about doing the edge of the world beforehand when you were story when you were deciding which story to do. Mm-hmm. So I believe that has to be the one. The edge of the world. Yes. Final answer. It is. Yes. Gabriel, the, oh, let me turn that. My memory off. serves me right. Actually, uh, how you should remember that is first off that uh, the episode oh, that the we episode, just watched, yeah. episode two, that was based on the one from the the, the satyr. Where, where we miss, yeah, and we're also introduced to Jaskier, aka Dandelion, and the king of the elves, and the king of the elves, who very blandly enters the back of the screen. Yeah, we'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was based on the story, uh, the edge of the world. Which, uh, kind of skimming through it, is very different, especially because in the TV show, it's, like, very truncated, the story. Mm-hmm. And in, like, the, the book, it's a little more, yeah, it has more of a All right. Gabriel, uh, keep track of points. One. Uh, you got one. Out of how many? Five. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Yay. Moving on. Is that another point for me? Number, no. Damn it. Number two. Okay. Which of these is the real title? Mm-hmm. Distant Skies or A Little Sacrifice? <laughs> Jesus. The fact that you made up one of these is just like, oh boy, they might as well be. So what are they again? Distant Skies mm-hmm. or A Little Sacrifice. I'm going to guess Distant Skies. Is the real title? Is the fake title. Oh, is, is the fake title? Yes. Okay, so the real title is A, a Little Sacrifice. Yes. Okay. Final answer? Yes. Yes! Gabriel, you got it. A Little Sacrifice is a story from... Sword of Destiny? Sword of Storms? Sword of Destiny, I think, is the short fiction title. Fuck. I'll look this up in between. <laughs> no, because, like, the most recent books that were published, especially in the West, there was one that was a short story collection that actually should be, like, uh, parallel to The Last Wish. Cool. And then there was one that was a standalone novel. Okay. So, But I'm forgetting which ones are which. All right. So, Gabriel. That's two. How many points? Two? All right. Moving on. Number three. Which of these is the real title? The Bounds of Reason or Water's Edge? I think Bounds of Reason is a real one. Bounds of Reason? I think so. How sure are you? Not very. It just sounds very clunky. <laughs> it sounds like a clunky translation. More clunky than Water's Edge? Yeah, that seems like Water's Edge could be a thing. Final answer? It is. Yay! Good job. Three. The Balance of Reason is also, by the way, the uh, I think it's episode six of the TV show. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, good job, Gabriel. So far, that's three out of five. I hope you're gonna add some like some like harpy 
fantasy music behind all this. Oh, totally. It's not going to be the same music I've been using before. Wink. Sure. Uh, Gabriel, are, are, you're doing pretty well. I am. Three out of five so far. Just, you're over yeah. the hump, and clearly, between winning and losing, you're edging on the side of winning, of course. Yeah. Edging. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm always edging. You're always edging. Edging of the world. Gabe, edging Mara. That's, oh, <laughs> That's, no. Yep. Gabriel? Sounds like a really bad, like, <laughs> I'd be, like, in sophomore year of high school being like, that's my new name. I'm going to use it all my World of Warcraft. And everyone's edging. like, edging? That edging? means you're jerking off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shut up. No, it's cool. <laughs> Don't you get it? It's a cool name. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on. I didn't mean it like that way. Yeah. Moving on. Are you ready for- I'm ready. Number four. I am. Which of these is the real title? Okay. A question of price or the puzzle of water. It's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. Hmm, that feels like you wouldn't do two waters in a row. Mm. But. Uh, a question of price or the puzzle of water? I think question of price is the real one. You think that's a real title? Yes. Final answer? It is. Are you confident? No. You feeling good? No, it's a guessing game. Yeah! Good job, Gabriel. The real All title right. is A Question of Price, which is actually in this book. Oh, great. Um, well, good I, thing there's no table of contents. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, that's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. All right, Gabriel. Yep. So sorry. Four out of five. Yeah. You, you doing pretty well? I am. Do you want to know if you're going to get a perfect five out of five score Let's see. on which is the Witcher? Which Witcher's which? Moving on. Yep. Number five. Okay. Which of these is the real title? Okay. Eternal Flame or Little Black Book? I think Eternal Flame. Eternal Flame? Yes. As opposed to Little Black Book? I mean, unless it's all about Brittany Murphy trying to reconnect with all of her ex-boyfriends. You don't know that. Could be. Brittany F- Murphy is a active character in <laughs> the Witcher series. Yeah, pretty much. So again, uh, Eternal Flame is the yes. real title. Final answer? Eternal Flame by the Bangles. Okay. Yeah, perfect score. Hey, baby. Perfect score. Eternal Flame. That's a story from a uh, sort of sort of destiny. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, I forgot what the. It's oh, no, it's like Storm of Seasons Storm is of the seasons. standalone novel. Yes. So we combine so- Sword of Storms and Storm Fuck. of Seasons and Sword of Destiny. Oh, it's so confusing. Andre, yes. come on, man. Gabriel. I mean, Sofkowski is fine. I'm sure it sounds beautiful in Polish. Yeah, I'm sure it has like a lyricism to it. But Gabriel. This is a, this is a rare instance where one of us has gotten a perfect, perfect score. Perfect score. I don't, I don't know if this has ever happened. Uh, it well, no, I think you, you got a perfect score in my one game. I forget which one it was. Oh yeah, Sword of Destiny is the short story collection. Season of Storms is the is the is the standalone novel that came out. I was actually going to include the titles of the the novels, but I figured oh. that you would have probably have heard. I know some of those. Them. Well, like <laughs> I re- I'd recognize. Would them you anyway. remember uh, the Lady of the Lake? Yes. That Lady of the Lake. Because I like I, I looked it up and also like I, that was notable to me for being like, that is the most original you could get, dude. Unless the whole point of it is he's subverting like Arthurian legend. Why the Lady of the Lake? Come on, man. Well, that's an interesting point. I'll talk to you about that uh, because it's a bit of a spoiler for the Witcher series probably. <gasps> but um, no, that's an interesting uh, interesting thing to bring up. But um, Gabriel. Yeah. That's how we play Which is the Witcher. I win. Excellent job. Five Boom. out of five. Uh, we're gonna go on break. When we come back, we're gonna talk. We're gonna give final thoughts. Talk about what we're gonna do next, and also the other things, and talk about the TV show. Chill, Blaine. Gabriel. Break, please. Uh. 
Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Dear listener readers. What up? To us, the readers. Your weekly fast food podcast. The Valley of Plenty. The Valley of Plenty. <laughs> Gabriel. Yep. So, yeah, this is a zeitgeist that's going on. Witcher is hugely popular again. Yeah, it's enormous. Yeah. People are claiming that it's more in demand now than The Mandalorian, which I find hard to believe. Well, I tell you what, probably more people have Netflix than they do Disney+. Plus. That's I, I think that's the beginning and end of it. Um, but no, like, yeah, I, I, I think both series kind of came out at the same time. I think they both have only eight episodes for their first seasons. And um, honestly, if you were to ask me, like, how I felt about both kind of pitting one against the other, mm-hmm. I would almost kind of kind of consider them kind of equal footing between how much I enjoyed them. I feel like I'm enjoying Witcher ever so slightly more because it's not loaded of history and shitty fanboys. My love of Star Wars is always tainted by the history and the fans. Yeah, and you're also it tainted by you're the one who has seen Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I saw Rise of Skywalker. I have not seen it yet. But I've read all about Daniel's it. Daniel's only going to see it so we can see the Tenet trailer. Yeah. Uh, the Tenet scene, apparently, right? Yeah, it's cool. Oh, it's man. fucking rad. I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, Gabriel. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about the TV series 2019 Netflix called The Witcher starring Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. And the actress whose name I should have remembered. Yennefer of Benefer. Uh, Yennefer Benefer. That's her name. Oh, no. I have an ad. If you are, <laughs> if you are anxious, stressed, worried. I am all those things. Oh, it's calm. Oh, calm. Good for them. Anyway. That's, that's true. So, Gabriel, uh, how far, how many episodes have you seen for The Witcher? Only the what? Show? Two? Three? Why is that? Anya Shalotra. Thank you. Is she Indian? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know. She's English. Uh, Gabriel. She's 23. Wow. Yeah, she's very, very young. Um, yeah, British Indian. That's awesome. British Indian. Okay. Oh, cool, that's some cool ass casting. So, Gabriel. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, so yeah, you've only seen and two- And Freya ep- Allen. Yeah, Freya Allen. She's, who's also very good. Uh, I mean, every, all the actresses in, in the show, for the most part, are, are, are very, very good and talented. Yeah. Um, as we said before, I really dig the actor who plays, uh, Dandelion, a.k.a. Jeskier. Yeah, jo- Joey Petey. Which, uh, by the way, that's the original- Joey Beatty. That, in the, in the Polish books, the character's name is Jaskier, and I think for- uh, Western audiences, the people are just like, "What? No, let's call him Dandelion." Yeah, I think that his real name actually translates to a to a like Swedish flower, something like that. Yeah, Norwegian flower. So, like, I, I don't know. I guess like the, for the translation, they were just thinking like like a like a similar kind of name. Yeah, like Joskier has a kind of like different. The sound of it has a different connotation. Mm. If the idea that his name is like a, translates to flower, calling him Jaskier to yeah. English audiences sounds different. It doesn't sound like this. So yeah, that's so that's an interesting way to to kind of bait it. Joey Beatty. But Gabriel, yep. I have seen I between like the two days since it came out, uh, I had watched it in those first two days. Yep. The entire eight episode run. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very hard to stop. I had nothing to do. It was the holidays. Yeah, uh, I imagine you're there in your bathrobe, the <laughs> blinds wide open, a candle there to fend off the darkness. Basically. Um, and I just, I just fucking, I barreled through these. Yeah. Uh, and also should point out the showrunner is Lauren Schmidt Hisrick. Hmm. If I pronounce that right. Uh, you can watch a really nice uh, uh, short interview with those with uh, her and Sapkowski on YouTube, by cool. the way. Which my YouTube feed is filled with plus fucking plus Joker, Joker shit. <laughs> Listen, 
guys out there uh i was i was so curious because i remember in the uh well uh, talked about uh, a scene where joker is in his joker get up and he's, yeah. he's dancing down the stairs yeah. and and the and the trailers which were fantastic um it's operatic it, it's, it's epic it's operatic it's memorable it's it's very like it's it's stunning it's beautiful and i was thinking like i remember when i saw that in the theaters like the music kind of being like really this and i was like what yeah. was that and then so i rewatched. I, so i was recommending that scene and I was like, oh, it's playing that, like that, that rock and roll part two, also known as the Hey song okay. by Gary Glitter. Yeah. And I was like, really? Ugh. And then, and then that small little reaction. And then now my fucking YouTube feed is filled with Joker shit. Yeah. No, like you, we, we can talk about Joker for hours. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I do it. We're talking about The Witcher. Come on, The Witcher. So Gabriel, how, do you have like general thoughts, especially after seeing that first episode, uh, which I watched we, we watch both of them to, uh, together. Actually, I just yeah. realized that. Um, uh-huh. uh, how do you feel about the Witcher TV show? I'm in. Um, I we were talking. We were watching the second episode last night, and there's a lot of technical issues I have with it. That mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but the editing is atrocious. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I I do video editing, and it's like I look for these things. So it's one of those things where if you want to look for problems, then boy howdy, you're gonna find them. But if you just want to sit back and enjoy it, it's really really fun. Uh huh. And also the series stuff is shockingly boring. Yeah. Um. Like confusingly so. My first off, my problems with the show, uh, as you said, like yeah, the editing, the editing is kind of is definitely rough in certain places. For me, it, like the problem is bigger. Where like uh there is like a cheapness to like basically moving on to Zena season two. Xena was edited better than this. Moving on to season two, it needs better directors and it needs better, especially like the music, because like I feel like a lot of the choices that were done for this, like sometimes they aren't smart. Like uh, we just watched the second episode, mm-hmm. um and like when we meet the Elven King and like there's that random elf woman who's who's kicking. I was like we don't get a good look at their face for a good long while. Yeah. And like there's no reason for that other than the fact that like that shot just wasn't taken. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there's there's things like that. There's bits where like sometimes because uh a lot of these stories are very wordy. Like for example, most of the story that we just talked we just did today, a grain of truth, yep. is a conversation that Gerald and the Beast are having. Gerald, Gerald, uh, are, are having at a at a table and such. Like they're, they're, they're just talking. Like uh-huh. in episode one of the show. There's that really long scene that's even in the book where it's it's Gerald talking to Stregabor. And like if you just regardless of how you shoot it, if it's just two people kind of having that conversation, it gets kind of dull. Trim it. Make it shorter. Have yeah, it, you know, no, um, I think this this visual suffers, storytelling. This suffers from the Netflix problem where yeah. you if you give a creator the freedom to make hour long episodes, they're gonna take it. 45 minutes cut it short yeah be a fucking efficient every every episode would be better if it was trimmed by five to 20 minutes yes <laughs> yes exactly like easily man yeah, easily uh especially the series stories yeah um like i need five minutes of syrian episode maybe 10 uh yeah yeah at least and also like all Sir- she's doing is running she gets people killed series Sir- Sir- stories should not be anything greater than c stories yes <laughs> like uh like a and b should primarily be in the, in the realms of Geralt and Jennifer. See, I think my idea should have been that we get only um we get only uh series stories, see stories all throughout, and then you get one like epic series episode, and you cut back to Geralt playing Gwent. Yeah, <laughs> every single time he's just playing Gwent. Oh God, I really hope that's the thing. Yeah, and then, like, really... and then we, we cut to Siri like having awesome battles <laughs> and fighting for her life. Cut back to like Geralt playing Gwent. I I 
I'm, I'm curious. I think Gwent is only in the games. I think. I have a feeling that it's popular enough. They're going to do a comedic yeah. episode where he plays Gwent. I, I would... If they don't do that, they're missing a golden opportunity. Just do, it's essentially like a sports story, yeah. but it's Carol playing then Gwent. Gwent I mean, that will be rad. Like, I would love it. And Yennefer is rolling her eyes, but it gets super fucking into it because she's the most competitive out of any of them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, I would love it. But, but, but sorry, that that's it. I do want to go into the something. It's like... uh. Gabriel, so like a lot of this, a lot of like the first season, and again, we're you're only just getting into. It. I would love to watch like the third episode right now. Uh, with we you. might have time. Um, how do you feel about our series leads, Geralt, uh, Henry Cavill as Geralt, and what's her face, what's her face as Jennifer? Um, I am not Onion. a believer in Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. I think he's good. The best I've ever seen him in is in is Mission Impossible, and he's great in that. As I mean, like, t- yeah. As the heavy. How, how many times have you seen him in something beso- that that isn't him playing Superman? Though? Well, Man of Steel, Justice League, and I've seen uh, Man from Uncle, which was his chance to be like a charming lead. Oh, you are crazy! I actually really like him in Man of Uncle. He's fine. Okay. Um, for me, like uh, Army Hammer is is like the better part of the of that, that that duo thing. That like, you know, it, it's he's and I hate to put it this way, he's so good looking. And he doesn't stretch his muscles enough. Like, I didn't like Zac Efron until he started doing Neighbors, where he subverts... Where he plays against type, yeah. He plays against type. And for me, like, I need Henry Cavill to play against type for me to see his range. Mm-hmm. Like, like pull, pull a 12 monkeys, something. When you're one of the most handsome men who have ever lived in history, make me laugh, do something fun, do something funnier. And, like, especially in that pilot, that first episode of Witcher, I'm like... That's that's some good that's some good Geralt thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. The only time I start to really like him is in his interactions with Dandelion. Yeah, because that that works. And uh, as yeah. as the straight man, but I kind of I I need <laughs> more from him. I'm I am so sold on Anya Chalotra as as Yennefer. Yes, I haven't even seen her turn to the Yennefer Vengerberg yet. The she's Yenne- still the Hunchback. Yeah, and I'm like I think she's beautiful as a Hunchback. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, hear uh, that Hunchback ladies. <laughs> Go on, Daniel. Gabe at topcountradio.com. Email them right now. Send nudes. <laughs> oh. uh, Gabe, hey, you know what? I bet you're all beautiful. Dead ass. There we go. Go on, Daniel. I was li- I was listening for a response for some reason. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to bring back dead ass and John. Dead ass, John. John mm-hmm. is still around in Philly. Yeah, I mean, here it's not, not in LA. Oh, no, no, no. Um, but that's it. No, uh, 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 yeah, like uh, uh, Henry Cavill, because like for the most part, Geralt needs to play like he's like the Clint Eastwood a little bit like he yeah. essentially just needs to be a voice and like white hair and mm-hmm. like immaculately handsome you know I you know what would be nice if we got to see more of him you know that's that's what you do if a man of no name well you, you show him get his ass kicked well and then once you, you you're do only two episodes in that's uh, true uh, maybe see him get his ass kicked um I mean he sometimes is he blonde to get his ass kicked a bunch uh, but no, I tell you what, you know what? Um, and not to get too sidetracked, I was watching something on like, I think I like the Graham Norton show oh, where, he, where he talks about his, uh, his like workout regimen. Like, cause, uh, as you, as many of us know, like for films, not only do like, especially like these superhero type actors get like super in shape, like Kumail, stupid, baby Kumail, uh, look at Kumail, for example. My God. Um, but like, also, I don't know if you're aware of this. Do you, have you heard that thing where like, um, Jason Momoa was kind of like spotted, like hanging out on vacation with his family and like stupid internet people lost their minds because it's like he's not built like aquaman he has like body fat on him what is happening he has a fucking life people yeah or like it's like essentially it's unhealthy to keep up a lifestyle where you constantly are like that like 
You and know. I bet when he, when you have the foundation he does, he just needs like three yeah. weeks in the gym. I, I, I'm pretty sure like Hugh Jackman's the thing where like, but also like Hugh Jackman, also Daniel Craig are getting older where like, yeah. th- it's like, listen, that's, it gets so fucking hard That's right Channing now. Tatum's thing. Channing Tatum has been very forward in saying that, oh, when I'm not, when I don't, when I don't need to be like hot for a role, I eat like a fucking pig. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of stories about that, but, um, he's going to uh, turn into a full on Brando. In particular, uh, for Henry Cavill, he said about, he said that for Hen to be super shirtless and Gabriel, you haven't seen super shirtless sexy uh henry cavill yet. i'm sure he's gonna be in the and bath this, at some point uh oh he the multiple bath scenes um <laughs> all right also just hand like hanging in bed with uh, hookers and such sure uh but no uh he said that like here's an interesting thing he's like he, there's like a dehydration process that that act that he uses for his shirtless scenes interesting it sounds harsher than what it is but it's also still pretty harsh where basically like it's like there's three days on the first day you drink like a certain amount you i forgot exactly let's say like a liter of water a day right okay that's it you drink a liter of water the second day you have like a glass of water and the third day no water at all and like that's what they use to have like their bodies super like cut and like jacked that sounds awful it's yeah also because again like as he says uh he's like yeah so you're pretty miserable on that day of shooting it's pretty awful um, i mean it, i think like a lot of we don't we don't realize like the people who yell at jason momoa for not being aquaman buff all the time yeah. is that it's like a prize fight it's like boxing yeah you train five months for that half hour yes so you get crazy buff for one day of filming and then you fucking stop yeah. you get it you you start living your life again yeah dude uh, uh the the... film you you like like maybe a grand total of a few minutes maybe a minute of you looking shirtless i'm sure that um they plan filming around the one day chris pratt has to be shot shirtless yeah and then the rest of the time chris pratt's not that buff yeah it Go is, and, and no, I mean, no, that's that, that, it, like there's a lot of like build up to like that one shirt, and then also it's a uh, there's a lot of acting going on. What's a lot of like shirtless buff dudes, especially. Yeah, I'm mean, sure. Don't get me wrong, women are the same thing. I've actually heard more dudes openly talk about this than women because I think sense. like for women, it's more of like a, an ongoing thing that's been going yeah. on for a long. No, there's time. a very different thing. There. So like um like there's a lot of like people acting like it's like hey it's me just hanging out, but they're like super like 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 tensing their, their stomachs and yeah. and they're starving and they haven't drank do water. It. We don't work out. Like, we don't have to be photographic Superman. There's this really awesome story. I think I've told you about this, Gabriel, uh, in season one of, um, in the very, actually the very first episode of Game of Thrones, <gasps> where it's all like the Stark kids and uh, Al- Alfie Allen. What's this character's Alfie name? Alfie Allen. Oh, um, uh... <laughs> uh, uh, Theon. 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 Theon Greyjoy. We're basically like, they're all, they're all shirtless and they're getting like shaved and whatnot. And like it's all them standing around like their jack stomachs, and like apparently uh, someone like it's like this thing where apparently you drink wine and wine tenses your body more, so you look better. So there's Alfie Allen in, that, in particular who is starved, dehydrated, <laughs> and drunk. That's amazing. While doing that scene, and at this point, it's like you know what? That's actually more impressive than yeah. his acting plays at that point. You know, mm-hmm. so so that's what we feel about the show. <laughs> yeah, um, it's good. I'm in. I can't wait to watch more. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll tell you what, honestly, I think maybe we should touch on Witcher again very soon okay. after you've seen all the, the episodes. Sure. Um, I would love to do that, and let's actually arrange that, and we'll talk at great length about, like, how we felt about the first season. Yeah. But on the whole, on this whole, yeah, we, I feel like we're talking negatively about it. Yeah. No, we're I, in. I like it. I yeah. crammed it in there, man. Yeah. That said. Final thoughts fi- on this here story? Final thoughts about A Grain of Truth. Gabriel, 
real as briefly without a tangents because our show is oh, not yeah, a tangent okay. show uh-huh. uh how do you feel about a grain of truth <laughs> um love it you know i love beating the beast it's like my second favorite disney film my number one's aladdin um i love it i love subverted fairy tales and i love the character of Geralt. i mean it's just i wish the writing was a little better but it's good it's good it, enough the yeah. storytelling and the dialogue works and again so. it's, it's not even the writing it's just like the translation and the prose in particular we, we like the only, language we can only assume yeah so that's, that's how I feel about it. How about Daniel? Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. Chill. I mean, it's chill. Um, I, I want to get around to, maybe we should read the other stories. Also, I really want to get a Sword of Destiny, the other short story collection. Okay. That's what it's called. We just looked it up. Sure. The forgettable titles. That said, um, oh, no, one thing. I'm sorry. Hazy Memories. Yes. Uh, Sean B. Hayes, a.k.a. Sean B. Horny from the Whip Brown Podcast, an outright podcast that's talking about all about the stories that we all want to talk about but don't have the guts to really talk about. Correct. Listen to the Whip Around <laughs> Podcast every Wednesday for all your weird news needs. They certainly they recently had a, uh, a guest on some dude who embarrassed himself on the show. Oh, yes. It was a tragedy. Uh, Gabe, you were on the show very recently. I was. It was a good time. It's a good time. That's available all for all you out there. And perhaps I might be making an appearance myself let's hope so oh, my fucking God. i hope it's the exact same premise you have to make gin cocktails <laughs> I, I make gin cocktails except i don't know how to make a cocktail like, hey, i hate this they're not any good actually but sean would have more fun of that um <clears throat> but uh no we do a thing called hazy memories gabriel yep years from now when you remember specifically a grain of truth this particular story mm-hmm. what is that one thing that's going to flash into your mind when you remember this i'm going to enjoy the idea of of the witcher sitting down with the beast and in my mind he's the beast from beauty and the beast the animated version mm-hmm. and like it's him like the beast talking like angrily and guardedly and arrogantly all at the same time it, it's good character writing pox it, on that yeah pox on that <laughs> i'm gonna think about that meal scene because it's, it's the highlight of it for me for sure yeah daniel for you is it the naked girl on top of a beast playing a horn yeah it's, that's what it is knew it that's it uh so we're done talking about a grain of truth at that's some... another bewitcher chapter over yeah i want to let's let's do bewitcher again very soon uh cool. Uh, very soon, uh, next week, a.k.a. in our time, tomorrow, wink. In our time, in our Nick time. Adams. Because one of us is going away on a little bit of vacation. Um, uh, we're going to be doing a, a, a Ted Chang story. Yes. Which, unless memory fails me, is called The Great Silence. It is, I believe, the shortest story Sweet. from the 2019 short story collection, Exhalation. Cool. Uh, that does not mean it is not an award winner like a lot of Ted Chang's uh, stories. Mm-hmm. Hey, Big Papa Obama loved Exhalation. Uh, yeah, Big Papa Obama uh, uh, was a big fan. I said it was one of his favorite books of 2019. And also this particular story might have affected me very much, not to get too far ahead. Wink. Um, so, yeah, uh, look forward to that. Gabriel. Yep. Can you do us a favor? Uh, do you have anything to plug and where can people find you? Um, ladies and gentlemen, as always, please check out Self Evident, an Asian American documentary podcast. Um, I produced episode three, the talk you were supposed to have. I'm very proud of it. It's all about me. It was featured in the AV Club, so check that out, please. Um, once again, check out the Whip Around podcast, released every Wednesday. Sean and Phil and Jill and Dave, they all put on a great show. I, I'm on there talking about gin. It's a very, very funny time. I had a great time with them. All the love to them. And uh, follow me on Instagram at read.richards, read like reading a book. Mm-hmm. And lastly, um, Give this show some stars and reviews and rates and subscribes. Press one button. Maybe it's follow. Maybe it's five stars. Whatever you like, show us some love because we need you. 
Show some love. Daniel, tell them about our other show. Uh, uh, we have another show called Watchmen on the Clock. Where on the clock. Where we're burning through the goddamn Witcher TV show on, Correct. on HBO. Yes. And uh, when I mean burning through, I mean we are actually already burned through. Yes, the uh, Witcher TV show on HBO. Did I say Witcher? You said Witcher. I thought uh, we were Watchmen, kidding. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both begin with Ws. They both yeah. have a cha in them. True. Witcha. Witcher. And watch Watchmen. Cha men. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's nine episodes. Uh, all the available, all the episodes are obviously out and obviously they're available to listen to. We do it with Cacklin, AKA Katie Ann Kometz. Yes. Uh, who's on this show very often, but not mm-hmm. often enough. True. Um, and that's all available. I think, uh, when this comes out, we're, we should have an, a second bonus episode where we talk about the 2009 Zack Snyder movie. Good Lord. Uh, we'll see. I believe we're pl- me and Gabriel in particular planning on watching the ultimate cut. Yeah. Which is the not only director's cut, but the director's cut with the fucking animated sequences from the Tales of the Black Freighter. Mm-hmm. I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be four hours, right? So looking forward to it. All right. I have to make sure, make sure I'm not working at the bar tomorrow. <laughs> God. It is four hours, isn't it? It's four hours. I just realized how much of my dad's going to eat. That's a whole day. Well, now I'm bummed out. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we should like we should get up early, have breakfast, watch an hour and a half, and then like and then watch the other two and a half hours. Yeah, and then like like do our own thing for a while, come back, and then watch the other two and a half hours. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. We'll do um, it in shifts. But uh, that said, uh, also more most importantly, buy my fiction, which is much, buy his fiction, which is much better than the to fucking Zack Snyder goddamn movie. Oh, listeners of plenty, <laughs> uh, a cook in the kingdom and the shadow from the deep are available. Particularly, you should check out a cook in the kingdom because that one's very very good. Hey. Um, that said, uh, that is the end of the show, Gabriel. Cool. End the show, please. Bye. <laughs> This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. 